Welcome to Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. <laughs> Bienvenidos empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. Hello everyone. I am Andrew Fox, and you are listening to Packers Without Borders with Bruce and Matt. Welcome to Packers Without Borders. I am your co-host up here in Oak Bank, Manitoba, Canada. I am joined, as always, by my good buddy down in El Paso, Texas, Bruce Edmonds. How you doing, Bruce? In between work appointments, buddy. In between work appointments. We got to get this pot out. It has been a crazy two weeks for us on the real life front, hasn't it? It's been work, 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 kids. It just... It just it just doesn't seem to stop sometimes, you know. They say the rain falls on the just and the unjust alike. And I'll tell you, it's been raining over here for the last couple of weeks. It could stop just yeah. a little bit. We actually had so two days ago it was minus 25. Yesterday it was plus four and raining. Today it's minus 10. So you can skate wherever you would like today. Of course. Down, down your stairs, down the sidewalk, down the street, down the highway. It is ridiculous. I think I've used maybe 60 pounds of uh, ice melt on my sidewalk and driveway. I use uh, beet pellets for those, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, the people who are worried about the environment. I use beet pellets. They uh, work great. They cost a dollar more a bag, but they're good for the, they're, they're better for the environment. They don't stain the concrete and they don't kill the grass. I had to, for beet pellets. I had to not a, hashtag, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. <laughs> you don't want to kill the foliage. Beet pellets. Oh, looks like a grasshopper found himself a blade of grass to land on. <laughs> <laughs> no, when we were up in Cloudcroft, everything had that yeah. little red tinge to it in the snow when we were driving up to the cabin. And I said, yeah. Oh, I bet you they use beet pellets. She's like, Beets. I was like, Yeah, Matt was telling me about that. Sure enough, I went into town and asked her, they're like, Absolutely, we don't use salt. We use beet pellets up here. Yeah, so. it, it works great. It, it, it's, it's almost like giving the monkey, uh, uh, you know, uh, the caveman uh, a lighter. For the first time, you know, you're like, oh, crap, this stuff works amazing. And it doesn't do all the bad stuff. The salt does. That's awesome. Safe for your pets, safe for your kids. The only thing it does do is I recommend uh, not using your hand to spread it because it turns your hand like red. Yeah, like my truck. <laughs> all the, you know, my truck doesn't have mud flaps. So I had like red wings oh, yeah. on the doors all the way to the back when I got yeah. home. Yeah, so. but it doesn't corrode like salt does right mm -hmm. so it, it's it's a little better so we are wednesday we are a few days away from the super bowl yeah baby so Bengals, i'm kind of excited i'm i'm a little bit excited too i want to see the Bengals win i want to see joe burrow become the first quarterback in history to win the heisman a national championship and a super bowl in, in inside of three years 
Jamar Chase, I know everybody says, oh, the Rams this, the Rams that. Everybody said that about Kansas City. Everybody said that about Tennessee. Everybody said that about every team that the uh, Bengals are beating. This reminds me of the Packers 2010. Shouldn't have made the playoffs, made the playoffs. Shouldn't have beat the first team, beat the first team. Shouldn't have beat the second team. Shouldn't have beat the third team. And oh, man, you're going up against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, they've won Super Bowls. Ben Roethlisberger. And look what happened, right? I think the Bengals win this. And I think they win it just, just like just like the Packers did, like 31-27, something like that. So here, two little in- interesting tidbits that I've been, because I started getting back into the media and starting to listen to football and talk football radio, just because I really, it took me a long time to get over the loss this year, more than other years, to be honest with you, man, because it was, they underperformed. Last year's we got our asses kicked, but this year I just felt it was a little bit worse. And there's two things that, I, that I've got for this. So first off, I have to congratulate the Simpsons again for, you know, the Simpsons are very good at predicting the future and doing stuff in their episodes. In 1989, they had an episode where Homer Simpson uh, puts Go Bengals on his stomach and he lifts it up. And then there's another episode that same year where they've got the cheerleaders that are standing by the bushes are Bengals cheerleaders. And then they've got one last picture where they predict the, on the news, the Bengals beat uh, it's, it's Cincinnati beats LA 34, 31. Oh, that's close to my prediction. That one might be true. So I'm throwing my <laughs> money on the Bengals for the Super Bowl. And nice. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm a little excited. I kind of want to see Burrow. And you know what? On the other side of it, too, like this is going to be a good one. This isn't like watching Tom Brady win it. And you're like, if that bastard would only lose one. This is like if Stafford wins, you go, you know what? Good for Stafford. The stuff that he's been through, what he had to go through with the Detroit Lions and then his wife uh, uh, getting a, a tumor. Oh, I'll tell you back. Everybody forgets just last year. He almost retired because of the back injury that he was dealing with. Right. So yeah, yeah, I'm rooting for Stafford. I'm rooting for the Bengals. And the second narrative that's come out this week, which I absolutely love and hate is the fact that Joe Burrow, regardless of what happens is now the new media darling, right? He's the new hotness. And I can't wait. Just like they did, and they did this with Rodgers, and they did this with the Packers, where we were kind of always the favorite, and they were always positive about us, and everything's wonderful about us, and then all of a sudden the media turns on you, and everything happens. But right now, he's in the honeymoon phase with the media, where he is the next greatest thing since sliced bread, and... I'm really rooting for the kid, man, because he's a baller. He's got an attitude. He's lighting up cigars. You know, remember after the championship, yeah. like that dude is got, he's a little bit he's throwback, not white trashy. He's throwback, almost like uh, Joe Namath, you know? There you go. He's throwback like that, like a Jim Kelly toughness and the Joe Namath kind of cool, right? Yeah. So, I, I, you know, I, a lot of people have got, the, the Bengals are just going to get blown out. And let me tell you, I do not think the Bengals, those players are so young that they fathom what they are doing right now, let alone whether they win or not, you know, and Stafford's going to throw us a pick or two, you know, and there are some veterans littered on this Bengals team at key positions. Hell dude, Mike Davis is on this team. 
And we had complete, I didn't even know he was still in the league. And all of a sudden I see this tweet that Mike Davis is on there and let's root for Mike Davis. I was like, there you go. Those types you mean of Mike Daniels or Mike Daniels. Why the fuck am I saying? Mike? <laughs> I don't Hold know. Me. I was like, who's Mike Davis, Mike, Mike Daniel, but Mike I don't, Davis. you know, the last game, I don't remember seeing Mike Daniels out there. I mean, I may have been mistaken, but I was, I was really trying to watch for him, you know, to see if he gets some playing time. But but it's the presence in the locker room, right? Bringing that veteran experience. That's why you have to have that mix. Because you're right. These guys have no fucking clue what they're getting yeah. into. Just Even like the Packers. Yeah. Just like the Packers of 2010. These guys were bringing out World Wrestling Federation belts. And they, were, they weren't treating this like they have after they won. And they couldn't get back. You yeah. know? And then they get in there and they're tight like a drum. I think Stafford's going to be tight like a drum. And I think they're going to have some real issues. And uh, Burrow and Chase, I mean, these guys are like Adams and uh, Rogers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on the on the flip side, here's some uh, Rogers rumors for you. Uh, apparently, uh, rumor number one: uh, Rogers is going to announce whether or not he's coming back at the NFL Honors. Uh, he will uh, tell everyone uh, whether or not he comes back when he wins the MVP. Uh, here's another Rogers rumor for you. Uh, Rogers and Shailene Woodley have broken up. Shailene Woodley says that Rogers is very controlling and uh, very overprotective. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, who cares? And then, uh, of course, uh, Adams to Chicago. Uh, Devontae Adams is going to go to Chicago. Okay. Remember, uh, Justin Fields played two games against the Packers this year through four interceptions. So I don't know if uh, maybe Roger or Adams going to uh, Chicago is probably a good idea. I think if he goes anywhere, I think he's going to go to the Raiders to go play with Derek Carr, mm -hmm. something like that. I know that him and Keenan Allen were texting and whatnot, but you can't have two number one wide receivers on the team. You can't have alpha dogs. You can't have two alpha dogs that are going to ask for the ball. So first rumor, I will tell you the source was Pack Daddy, who started that rumor and said that he had an inkling that this is what's going to happen. So he Oh, okay. All right. He decided to go clickbaity um because he just wanted to test it out and sure enough, people started running with it that he's going to start Perfect. announcing Pretty funny. So Perfect. the source is at Pack Daddy. I did ask him if he's in Aaron Rodgers' inner circle, and he said no. But so. JJ is still sequestered in there. Absolutely. JJ cannot pull him in. The other rumor about the Shailene Woodley and Rodgers thing, last I heard, is that it's just that the wedding is off, right? So it's not that they've broken up, but the wedding is off or postponed for now. Is it just me or does she seem adolescent does she seem like somebody who likes praying to crystals yes adolescent <laughs> like a child oh yeah she seems like and, a, she seems like a bit of a child like she's not one of those you know you know what i'm and, and you've got kids so you know exactly what i mean my my daughter i mean from the age of maybe three we could have given her keys to the house and she could have come and gone she was already one of those old souls very mature Right. My son, as we were saying the other day, walks through my house at high speeds with binoculars on his eyes and slams into walls. Right. Yeah. Like we, we couldn't trust him with keys. <laughs> you know, there's no way. 
she seems like the latter. She seems like, like Running around you know, she's, yeah, she's, and her parents, because she makes so much money, her parents have just let her kind of do whatever she wants to do. There seems to be a, an ounce of common sense that seems to be missing. Yeah, and as much as these are rumors, I do believe, because Rogers has been very chipper. He said only good things about management. The relationship is better. And I think that is tied to the fact that they have offered him a long-term contract that's on the table that he needs to sign because he knows that if he signs that he's good for a long time. If he doesn't sign it, they've already handshook the fact that they'll trade him away. So he does control his destiny, which is all he wanted. So you know that the Packers are protecting themselves and have made an offer to Rogers that he can't refuse. Right. And you know, Charles Woodson came out on Good Morning Football and he said, if I'm the Packers GM, I would seriously be considering. Of course you would consider. You have to always look at every offer. Whether or not you take those offers is a completely different story. But let's say some team showed up and said, we'll give you the next six first round picks plus all of our second round picks and our best blue chip player for Rodgers. Well, now hold on a minute. Right. We could completely rebuild a franchise in just a year or two with all of those first round picks. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Right. Of course, you're going to listen. Of course, you're going to consider it. My problem is, is I don't think there's anywhere where he can go that A, can afford him and B, will give him any success right away. There's no better. There's no. He already talked about not going to a rebuild. The only team that remotely makes any type of sense at this point, honestly, is Denver, which is why there's so many rumors with it. But it's not a better situation. No, Denver's not ready yet. Denver needs Rodgers, and they need three or four other pieces. And by trading away all their first and second round picks for the next half dozen years, they won't be able to get any of those pieces. And on top of which, Rodgers has got $20 million worth of dead cap space, whether he plays for us or somebody else. So they've got to come up with something where we get that $20 million taken care of. Yeah. I think he resigns. I think he comes back to Green Bay. They give him, just like you said earlier, maybe it's like a six-year deal, something like that. And they, they put all the money in the back end and they get rid of this bloody dead cap space somehow. But more importantly, I, is, and you mentioned Devontae Adams and all that stuff. And again, that, that I clicked on the article that said Devontae Adams, blah, blah, blah. It, it was just no. 100% clickbait. Um, and you fell for it. I did. Because, <laughs> you know why I fell for it? Because bears were going after us. So what did I do? I spent all but 30 seconds Googling because all of a sudden the narr- narrative starts coming out, right? That Aaron Rodgers can't win in the playoffs. And I was like, hold on just a second. Let, let's, let's visit that point first, right? And there's about 50 points that I would like to get into, but I actually have a life. So I'm not going to engage all these morons. But I did engage the rumor and this – narrative that Aaron Rodgers did not win in the playoffs. So in the entire Bears franchise history, they are 17 and 20. They've been to the playoffs, you know, 37 games. They have won 17 times in their history. Aaron Rodgers in his career has won 11 times. So he's almost matched. How many times has he lost? How many times has he lost? How many times has Rodgers lost? I'm not going to say anything about that right now. We're talking Ten. about the positive. We're going to keep it positive. Ten. Positive. Ten. Positive. Flip side, Brady is seven and three in the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, right. Like, my, my point is, 
getting to the Super Bowl is hard. There's only one team that makes it. And look at the two teams that are you, – you're telling me at the beginning of the season that anybody predicted that the Cincinnati Bengals were going to play the Los Angeles Rams wow. in the Super Bowl. I never said the Rams. But I did say – and we, you and I, we've got this on our podcast – we were talking about this at the beginning. I said, you got to watch out for Joe Burrow. Watch out for these Cincinnati Bengals, especially getting Jamar Chase, his old wide receiver. Like, they got him a toy to play with. Do I think – did I say they were going to make the Super Bowl? No. I did say I think they're going to win their division, win one game in the playoffs, yep. win one game in the playoffs, and then that'll be, that'll be it. I did not think they were going to win their wild card, their divisional, and then the AFC. Crazy crazy it it's a nice story it's going to be fun to watch the super bowl i'll be making some some ribs to throw on the grill nice. um, so nice. some ribs for the game but definitely looking forward to the game and I, and i want to turn our attention a little bit here to um a mailbag question well see and i was that's perfect buddy i got a couple of mailbag questions let's hit the let's hit the song Mailbag, not the one with hair, but with an envelope. <laughs> Beautiful song. It's a fantastic song. Bruce wrote it all himself. Those are all your own notes and original. Everything, eh? I invented the chords. I invented guitars and strings. <laughs> I, I know you did. They used to okay. be cat. Do you want to? I have three. How many do you have? I've only got one. Okay. You want to go first or you want to go last? No, you, you go first and then because this is going to lead into another conversation. Oh, 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 prepared and everything today. Okay. This uh, questions come from Carla. Carla says, based on the fact Bartieri wasn't supposed to play was supposed to play, but he couldn't. How big a factor do you think he will be in Rogers' decision to stay? I don't think he's that that big of a factor. I mean, it's always nice to have friends on the team that you get along with and you can hang out with, but I don't think whether or not Bakhtiari, I don't think that sways Rogers either way. What it does do is two things. So the first thing is with Bakhtiari and Eldon Jenkins, who's Elgin might not be playing next year. I think it's going to sway what they're going to do in the draft. And yeah, we kind of talked about this a little bit this week when you were talking, I think it's going to force them not to look away from what everybody wants. Everybody wants the shiny new toy for Aaron Rodgers. But again, we're picking at the end of the first round, regardless of what it is, we're picking at 28. We're not picking at 10. We're not picking at nine. There's no not going to be a Jamar chase available for us. There's a couple players there but I think they're going to have to look at offensive line towards the back end. If there's, it's either going to be defensive line or offensive line. I yeah. know you're on the defensive side of it. And I, I think, think we take a defensive lineman to go with uh, Slayton and uh, Clark. And, but at the same time, when you said they take a tackle, you know, Jenkins may not come back this year. We don't know. And, and, yep. and when we've got a couple of holes, Patrick's going to be gone. We'll have a couple of holes on that offensive line that we need to take care of. Maybe this is a sign that we don't sign, you know, Turner to a new deal or Jenkins to a new right. deal. Who knows? Who knows? We're, I mean, they're speculating right now, right? It's free agency hasn't even started. We don't even know what the roster is going to look like, what the needs are. Um, so, and, and I guess that kind of leads a little bit into this question. So I'll do the second question because. Okay. Okay. Um, 
and, and it's good because it's Carla as well who asked, but she asked us to highlight, you know, they just signed a tight end um, to the roster, right? Yeah. So it's a former, it, it's a former New Orleans pick. His name is Elise Mack. Um, yeah. He's a big dude. Yeah, he's, he is a big dude. And I've always talked about the importance of the tight end position with the Packers and the Matt LaFleur offense, they play a lot of 12. When they're successful, they run a lot of 12 personnel. Big Dog, we know, is coming back for another year. You know he wants to do it. He's already kind of announced that. But we yeah. have question marks in DeGuara, Daphne. Tanyan. Right? Tanyan. So I try to do a comparison between this tight end that they're looking at um, that they just signed and, of course – what was already on the team and what kind of comparables he has. Right. So in terms of, of his makeup and his build and what he does, he's never played a down in the NFL. Okay. So only college tape combine stuff, but he's never actually gotten on the field. So that's one thing that I'm curious to see, but look, they got Rizul Douglas off of a practice squad. They got Devondre Campbell who everybody kind of sideswiped. So there's something they see in this kid but I don't I, second guess Goot anymore. No, I don't. I, don't. I just assume it's going to be another killer all-star. Yeah. So tell me your thoughts because I keep going down this road with the tight end and I want to pull up this guy's combine numbers just at the comparable. So give me your thoughts a little bit on what you think the tight end position does for the Packers and why so early in the process of signing players, they made it a priority to go get a tight end from another team. So what do you think? I think a couple of things about this uh, signing. I think it's a good signing because adding more depth to the tight end position is a good idea. I also think that uh, uh, getting guys in the offseason really early like this, uh, especially a guy who's never played a down in the NFL, I think this might be a practice squad or a special team or that sort of thing. Um, another big blocking tight end that only helps the offensive line, that only helps the run game. And that's who knows. You just, you just, you hit the nail on the head right there. So this guy, in terms of where he graded out well in college um, and his size and his build is not a Tanyan. It's not a Deguara. It's more of a Daphne big dog kind of guy. He's 6'4", 251. You know, he caught 68 passes for 716 yards and four touchdowns at Notre Dame in 2015 through 2018. You know, he was drafted in 2019 by New Orleans, but just sat on the practice squad. But this is a guy that's going to be at the line, and especially with the offensive line, I, I genuinely believe that the Packers are going to make it a priority to protect Rodgers. And guess what? Wouldn't it be wonderful if that offensive line could actually open up a hole for A.J. Dillon and – and Aaron Jones, as opposed to relying on their talent to find these holes and squeeze out four or five yards against well, that Tennessee. That would be nice. Against that Tennessee. Would be nice. That Dylan touchdown was a gaping fucking hole that he ran through, that he ran. You give that guy a head of steam, he's going to score. So I think there's going to be a lot of priority in terms of having tight ends tight on the line. And this guy seems like a blocking tight end. That's what he was good at. He's not a receiving tight end, he's a blocking physical tight end. And that's how they're going to use him. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. So Carla's the only one using mailbag because his second question is from Carla. If Rogers stays, what players, what players that go into free agency do you think will stick around for less money just to have another run with him? 
What player? Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. So what players that won't go into free agency, they'll want to stick around. Well, uh, Mercedes Lewis is one of them. Uh, he mm-hmm. won't go anywhere. And then uh, after that, it's all up in the air. I mean, really, I think uh, Jair Alexander, if he doesn't get a deal that he wants, I mean, he's he's going to get paid either by us or by somebody else. Yeah. So it might as well be us. Uh, Razul Douglas. Um, I think that that's the name that came to mind with me just because he's been overseen by a bunch of teams. And finally the Packers gave him a chance. I think there's a little bit of loyalty and we're not talking about a veteran minimum, but he'll probably be in the three to $5 million range, which is, you know, a good deal for a guy like that. that that's what I think. Yeah. He's getting. Uh, Devondre Campbell. I would like to see him come back, but again, you know, as, as well as he played, he seems like he's a guy who, you know, is, is just trying to get paid. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. He definitely deserves. Don't jump down my throat because I said that. I'm not saying he's not a team player. I'm just saying he seems like a guy who he wants to get paid. Almost like, you know, Devontae Adams. Devontae is now like, pay me. Pay me, pay me, pay me. I'll buy as many rings as I want. Pay me. And, you know, he's earned it. But I think maybe uh, Amos, Amos will stick around. Agreed. You know. Um, Preston did a good job. And look, Pre- Preston sent the precedent last year. He took a huge pay cut, prove it deal. But now he's going to want to get paid, right? He did it. So will this is our, it? Will he this do is it our issue. This is right. our issue. Is that everybody is ready to get paid. And we can't pay everybody. So I, I hate to say it, and I know some people are going to freak out, but I, I, I just don't see Adams coming back. I just do not see him coming back. I do think – Franchise and trade? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I, I think so, too. This is – Franchise and trade so we can get something out of the deal. And I know we're only going to get maybe a second rounder or something because he's going to be franchised at – like what is it 21 or 19 million or something ridiculous it's going to be a big chunk but i think we're going to get an early second rounder maybe a late first rounder for adams i think that was it i do if i'm wrong i'm happy at the same time no lazar lazar is not going to come back on a uh, on a smaller yeah. uh, contract he's going to want a better one st brown i think will just be completely let go cobb Cobb is hit and miss. I could see Cobb taking vet minimum to stick around for a year. I could see him do that if Rodgers comes back. At the same time, Rodgers is going to want to be with Adams, though, buddy. I think the Adams contract is more important than the Rodgers contract. And here's when people talk about the salary cap and how different the Packers have been being run now and being all in and all that type of stuff. A lot of the reason that we're in the salary cap hell is because we have a team full of superstars for the first time in a very long time. Good has done such a good job. And look, Good started this, and now he's starting to get with the initial players that he drafted getting into the end of their contracts that we need to either extend or offer contracts before their contracts are up or they're free agents. So this is the Good class to show you how good of a job he's done drafting, which is part of the reason we don't have 20 million plus. Why? Because the Packers have always been good at keeping the players keeping the Rashawn Gary's keeping the Jair Alexander's. And then once they hit 30, it's like, okay, now let's think about it. Right. But these young players, we've always been very good at doing it. But the problem is we have so many of them 
we're going to lose somebody. It's just, he yeah. did such a good job drafting and bringing talent in onto this team that we can't keep it together the way it is. And that's a lot of what's contributing to the salary cap the way it is now. Well, you know, Kevin King, I think he doesn't come back. Zadarius, I don't think he comes back. Um, uh, uh, Whitney, I don't think he comes back. Like there's, there's a huge hit to the defense here. I think, uh, uh, you know, we probably won't see uh, Scott back, maybe Henry Black. Like, there's a handful of guys that we're going to lose. But I think we're going to keep our core. We're going to keep Amos Savage. We're going to keep uh, Douglas Stokes and Alexander. And we'll keep Clark and Slayton and maybe Lowry or Lancaster. You know, and I think both those of those guys. On, and I think they, they pay Preston, but Z will be gone. Yeah. Gary, Gary still got another year yet before he's got to, you know, I think a lot of what they're going to do is these players that they know they're keeping, they're going to offer long-term contracts to my concern is if I start seeing void years again and pushing out this money, because then it's not going to fix any problems, right? Because Rogers might get a six year contract, but he might only want to play for two. And then you're stuck holding the bag with all these other guys. So, but I do believe it. It's, it's all, contingent upon Adams getting Adams contract done in a way where he stays, because that will definitely point towards Aaron Rodgers staying. Now, if Adams is gone, um, I think it makes the waters a little bit more murky for Rodgers to stay, but I'm still above like right now I'm at like 90% that he's going to stick around. Um, something catastrophic I think has to happen at this point for him to leave. But one of those pieces that I think is taking a while is they're trying to figure out the situation with Adams to see what they're going to do with the rest of I think Adams affects the team more than the Rogers contract does. Ooh. Okay. And that kind of answers your last question too. Uh, what have we got on uh, Rogers uh, per sources? I understand that uh, he is in Hawaii getting vitamin D on his taint. So uh he should be ready to go this season. Well, we'll find <laughs> out with the honors, right? Let's see if it does seem very Roger-esque, right? Like he dropped his hand about his engagement at the last at the last one. So it does seem like he's going to have some sort of cryptic messages that we're all going to get super fucking excited about. And people are going to blow up about that it's negative or positive, but he's going to make some sort of reference to running it back or coming back or getting the gang back together or something like that within his speech that we're going to have to really analyze and overanalyze like we always do as fans and completely have an entire episode on one fucking word that he said. But I do think there's going to be something there that eventually is going to come out. That was, I told you guys I'm coming back. I told you guys. We'll, we'll, we'll call that episode the power of maybe. Oh, I love it. (laughs) So mailbag. Done. Check mark. Boop, boop. Carla. Carla, thank you for the questions. Anybody else has got questions, DM us. Send us a message. Send us an email. Packers without borders at outlook.com. And we will get you on uh, mailbag. Yep, Not the no one with hair. Please. No hashtag yeah. fish on pictures, please. No, thank you. Hey friends, this is Colton Moore from Central Illinois, and you're listening to Packers Without Borders. Go Pack Go. If you like Packers Without Borders, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Spotify, Anchor, and anywhere else you get your favorite podcasts. Don't forget to hit the like button, hit subscribe, and leave us a review. Five stars are preferable. And if you can find us on Patreon as well, under Packers Without Borders, please throw us some money so we can continue doing debauchery. Patreon slash Packers Without Borders. Peace. Go Pack Go.
great mistake I'm wide awake Hi everybody, this is Hilmi from Turkey on Packers Without Borders. You're listening to Matt and Bruce. It's the greatest podcast in English. <laughs> Have fun. So you've been reading a new book? I have. And uh, tell me about it. All right, buddy. So beginning Saturday, um, you know, I, I think you, like me, and especially with kids, we're always trying to improve ourselves, trying to see where we screw up. There was no manual to be a dad, right? There's no manual to teach you. What? What yeah. the hell did I buy from that guy in the gas station bathroom? Yeah, I can tell, you know, <laughs> you don't even know my kids' names. Oh, oh, that's because there's 11 of them. There's true. That's true. There are 11 of them. I don't know why them, you don't call them. They should be Dr. Zeus, thing one, thing two, thing three, thing four. <laughs> Ina and, and four of my five women will turn around. <laughs> Man, so, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. The other day I was yelling at my son and I said, hey, hey, hey. You. Yeah. You. <laughs> With the face looking at me. I do that all the time. Yeah. Now the yeah. book is by a guy named Jim Quick. My my wife already went went through this. Um, Jim Quick is a world renowned brain doctor. Is kind of like a, a psychiatrist, a guy who's very adamant about just brain health, mental health, moving forward, getting yourself in the right state of mind. He's a brain coach, right? He's got people like Will Smith that he works with, works with a lot of athletes. So I was really interested when my wife was reading it because she reads a lot of books. I read some books. Um, you know, she read, I think she had read 76 books last year. I'm like, yeah, I don't. Like, Holy I, crap. I read like 10, which is still a lot, dude. Like Damn. one a month. Yeah, like about one a month and so. So how many, do, Wow. How many books? You know what? Okay. I worked at a maximum security building one time and I worked right in the front bulletproof bomb proof booth. Mm -hmm. And it was so quiet. I would have a 12 hour shift where like one person came. Right. And I read the entire collection of Tom Clancy in like three weeks. It was yeah. ridiculous. And then since then I figure I'm good. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, one of my majors was in British literature. Ask me why I have no fucking clue, but I read so much Chaucer and Shakespeare and John Donne and all these things that by the time I was done with those classes, I didn't touch a book for about five or six years because it was literally reading like 150 pages and it wasn't like enjoy reading. It was like, yeah, horse reading, read, horse reading. It's not fun. This book is broken down into five steps. The book that he has right now is called Limitless. Um, and what I want to do is I'm going to go through this book and there's a bunch of different just brain training exercises that I'm that you and I are going to go through. So as you're listening to the pod, you know, I'll put out tweets or whatever it is just to say, hey, you know, here's kind of your homework, like the homework that we had for this week that I asked you and, you know, I had a couple people reach out to me in DMs that are going to kind of do the journey with us. But even if you don't, you could do it on your own time. But there's four questions that we're going to talk about. And really, it's it's going to be the process of getting our brain unlocked and working on it. Because, you know, people talk about, well, you only use 10% of your brain. That's not true. You're using your entire brain. The entire brain is on and functioning. It's just 
how do you access these different parts of your brain to make it all work, right? So I don't think I'm using that much. Well, I think you are. I think Maybe you're fine. Three, three percent. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm at less than two percent. So let's get it up to ten percent that everybody says. Because of because of concussions, I'll be working at two point eight percent. Well, that's part of the reason that I started looking at this because it works. My memory has been slowly going. There are certain things from the concussions I, I know I have. So I do have uh, TBI. I was diagnosed with traumatic brain injury. It's not something major, but more than likely I'm going to have dementia at some point or Alzheimer's at some point in my older age. So there's stuff that you can do to kind of prevent that mentally. And that's kind of what I'm going to do this for me because I went through this and see if it actually helps with my memory. And a lot of it is just being a guy, right? Like my wife asked me to do three things. I remember the first one and didn't hear the last two. Like that's just common. Like that's normal. That's called marriage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's called marriage. You exactly. know, <laughs> it's hilarious that you say that. Because I went and I picked up my daughter from uh, uh, basketball the other night, and I was picking up my daughter, and I said to my wife, I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick up Essia, I'm going to go to Little Caesars, I'll pick up the pizzas, and then I'll come home. And she goes, okay. And so I pick up my daughter, I get to Little Caesars, and my phone rings, and it's my wife. And I go, yeah, what's going on? She goes, I've been standing at the door for 20 minutes. Where are you? I thought we were going to Little Caesars. <laughs> oh, no. I'm like, uh, we discussed this. I was going to pick it up. I went through the drive-thru. She goes, what? what? And I always retort with, I told you, you don't listen to me. <laughs> you, you, you mastered the flipping it around. I have not mastered the flip around yet. This is, you, you, you want to know what? I've got an ace in, in my back pocket because somebody, one of us, forgot our 10th wedding anniversary. So from there on in, I mean, basically, I could you be slapping like, children. Okay, this is super <laughs> feminist or whatever it is or sexist, but you are absolutely doing what every woman does and maybe every partner does to the other partner. Let's put it that way, where you have this little nugget that you, they that's just hanging in there that you're ready to release and you're going to use it 97,000 times against the person anytime you can. Oh, no, no, no. I only get to use it once but I've been hanging on to it. There's been lots of times too, where like I've been in situations and I'm like, I'm going to hang on to this little nugget. I'm going to wait for like something I want, like a Maserati. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, I could leave my dishes on the counter or, <laughs> you know what I could go out drinking till three 30 in the morning, or I could get a Ducati. <laughs> so, I think a lot of it, and a lot of us deal with this on day to day basis, and, and really in having the conversation with my wife and her going through this, and me kind of listening to her and telling me stuff like this is really cool. And we did some of the activities. I, I didn't go through the whole thing, but there's something on that teaches you how to memorize things in a matter of an instant, and it works. Yeah. I did. It, I was like, holy crap! Okay, like I I remember 20 words. Like she gave me a list of words. I looked at them. And I flipped the paper over and I was able to name them forward and backwards within about three minutes. So it really cool stuff, dude. So what I want to do first is you and I know each other really well, dude. I mean, honestly, I think there's, there's very few things that we haven't talked about personally, well, you know, well, maybe. well, there's always, there's always room for, for I don't more. have a, I don't have a second half. I don't have legs. See We're, in the video, in, in the zoom calls, You've only ever seen me <laughs> from the waist up. I don't so have you're, legs. You're like Jack Reacher where he says <laughs> six five, but he's really only six two. That's terrible, isn't it? 
He's like, oh, I'm six five, blah blah blah. And you know what? As a as a as a human being, you have this kind of perception of height, right? And when you see somebody walking down the street, it, it, I mean, not from hundreds of miles away, but you know, from uh, 20, 30 feet away, you can quickly judge how tall that person is. Is that person taller than me? Is that person shorter than me? Right? And 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 my perception is always like this. I'm always looking. Well, yeah, up. You're always looking up. But right away, he's like, I'm 6'5", and I'm staring at it. And I said, that guy's not 6'5". And uh, I said, that guy is 6'2". He's got to be 6'2". And sure enough, good old Google, he's 6'2". I don't like that when they do that. That's like when uh, Tom Cruise is standing on a box and he's kissing girls in the movie. And you find out that, uh, you know, the girl that he's kissing is like six inches taller than him. You know, like... like, Dude, even my wife. Look, just... My wife is almost six feet. You know, she's 5'11". And when I met her, she had high heels on. Uh Uh-oh. So I was looking at what guys normally look at. (laughs) Oh, we'll edit that. Yeah. (laughs) But I was just like, whoa. And now she always, and she told me the first time I met her, this this is a good little story. The first time I met her, God, I can't. Well, I guess I can tell you the story, but we we're talking about limitless, but I'll just quick. Um, she, she walks in and I'll, I'll leave this story short, but she walks in and literally I, I'm kind of, I've been drinking or whatever. And I, and I go up to her and she literally looks at me in my face and says, uh, I'm never going to date or marry somebody younger than me or a gringo. Just like that, like flat out, like I'm not marrying a white dude that's shorter than me. Like, and I was just like, challenge accepted, you know? (laughs) Do you want to know, since we're sharing this story, here you go. Okay. This is what happened verbatim, verbatim. I am not exaggerating. So uh, I got a job uh, uh, at a uh, bar in the city. It's the, uh, the zoo. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's a biker bar. It is well known for being one of the roughest, dirtiest druggiest bars in the city and they wear that like a badge of honor and so uh the owner takes one look at me and he's like this clean cut white kid there's no way he's gonna stick around right he said you know what tonight uh he goes i'll put you at the front door and you can you can bounce at the front door and so i go all right so i show up that night right i'm desperate for the money like i I get, get me any job i can until i can find the job i want and I'm standing there and I've been working next to this beauty 15, 20 feet away from me all night long. And it's, it's my wife. She's the cover charge. She's working cover charge that night. Right. And uh, I'm watching guy after guy, after guy walk up and they're using line after line after line. And she's just shooting them down. She's just playing off, shooting them down. Right. And I, I mean, I'm literally, you know, audibly talking to myself out loud. And I'm going, you can't, you can't use a line. She's so hot. Like, <laughs> like, I'm like, you can't use a line. A line isn't going to work. I said, you know what? Just go up there and be honest and hundred percent straightforward and be respectful and look her in the eye. Right. And so I walked right over to her and I said, hi, my name is Matt. And she turned and she looked at me. She looked at me up and down and she went and turned her head. Just dropped me cold right where I stood. Just like if you could see my soul leaving my body, 
Okay, <laughs> like, I was just terrible. So look, it happened. Go fuck yourself, treatment. For weeks, for weeks, whenever we had staff meetings or we were working together, I would be on the other side of the room. I would leave if she came in. Like I was like, oh my god, don't, don't, I don't, I can't be around this person. And for weeks, she was like, why is that Matt guy always? She didn't remember that at all that night. She said so many guys, blah 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 blah. Right? I mean, still. You know what? We're gonna have we're gonna have to do a wife episode and tell the story right? of why we're, we've been married for. I'm going on 19 years in April. 19. Wow. Wow. I'm going on two, two years <laughs> with your fourth one with your fourth yeah. wife. Well, no people say, how long have you been happily married? And I go four right. years and they go four. I go, yeah, the first year, the fifth year, the ninth year and the 22nd. All right. <laughs> let's get back to this. Here you go. So the four questions, Okay. what are the questions? Let's get the questions going. And then everybody yep. else can write down the questions and they can be a part of it for Saturday. Exactly. So okay. it is, what is it that you want to be? What do you want to be? Right? That's what question do you want one. to be? What do you question want to be? Question two okay. is what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Okay. What do you want to have? What do I, I want to have? Okay. Okay. And the last one is what do you want to share? What do you want to share? Oh, that's a good one. You know, that one's pretty deep actually. That one brought a lot of comments from the people that DM me on, what do you mean? And I was like, yeah, however you want to answer it. I'm not going to answer the question for you. Do you want to share your love? Do you want to share your money? Do you want to share? What, so what is it? What much. is it? Yeah. What is it that you want to share? Do you want to share your hate? What is it? You want to share your ignorance? It is such an important question that I don't think I've ever asked myself. And I'm telling you, this is the type of stuff where it starts putting stuff into perspective, right? Because, and we'll get into this on Saturday of how these questions are going to lead into that first step of the three things that you need to focus on to get these things done. This is kind of like our goal list, right? Like, what do you want to do? What do you want to have? Who do you want to be? What do you want to share? So you go from, some people are going to say material stuff. Some people are going to say, um, emotional things. Some people are going to, it, it, it doesn't matter. Whatever, whatever tickles your fancy is kind of the way that it's designed, right? It's so first Saturday, I want you, I'm going to answer these questions. I'm going to put some thought into it over the next couple of days of, well, I've obviously written some stuff down, but I want to really go through it. And then you and I can talk about our answers and do that. And I want the listeners to do the same thing in terms of just writing this down, write down your answers and let's have this have the conversation with us through the pod, right? And if you have questions, feel free to reach out to us. Um, and if there's something that you need help on, something that's going on, obviously we've always said, hey, we're available for anybody out there. I mean, we understand it's it's hard to, to have a real family and then try to have a Twitter family that you take care of, but we are aware and hopefully this helps a lot of people. So I thought it'd be a cool exercise while the Packers news is slow and we'll have pods trickling fully. in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll have yeah. full Packer pods once the season comes back in. But I, I think you and I have, have made a conscious when we first talked about doing this pod, a lot of what we want to do is, is the dad side, the, the real life stuff, opening ourselves up to criticism. Um, oh, all you have to do is just say, Hey, we should have a couple of black owners in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> or take a leak in a bowl and have a pick. <laughs> And compared to the Pro Bowl. Right? Oh, yeah. terrible. It, 
we are who we are and that's what we want to do. I think that's what makes us unique, Matt. I mean, there's a lot of pods out there. And honestly, there's some really good pods out there um, that I listen to. But I'm trying, one of my resolutions this year was to try to better myself, right? There's certain things, you know, it's, I come from a long line of alcoholics. So even though I drink, I can tell you, and I joke around about it, I am very aware of how much I drink, when I drink, when I don't drink. Um, I don't wake up and have beverages in the morning. I accept the fact that I drink. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it. So even though I make light of drinking and cheers and all that type of stuff, it's stuff that I'm aware of, you know? So those are things that you always have to keep track of smoking, addictive personalities, mental health, depression. I mean, my kids go through depression. My wife goes through depression. We all go through bouts of depression. So I just want people to know that we're there for them. And this is maybe some, some sort of a tool that can help them work through whatever it is that they're having to do within their daily lives. Love it, brother. I'm here for it, man. Packers without borders. We'll see you uh, Saturday. Yeah. Patreon, give us money. Yeah. Yeah. Send me some money. And if, not, <laughs> and if, you, and if you don't have money or you can't do it, honestly, just please subscribe, yeah. especially on iTunes and Spotify. Those are the two that we really need the likes and reviews on because that's what can get us some legitimate hashtag sponsors. So you don't have to give us your money and other people will give us their money. We, we'd much rather not take your money. We'd rather take your money from Sessions Beer and uh, 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 Tweed, uh, THC Products, and, uh, you know, anybody else. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Oh, phenomenal. Got a drink. Bye. <laughs> This has been Packers Without Borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other. And go Pack Go! Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego.